for joining us on the Dirty Moms Talk podcast. I'm Brittany of The Deliberate Day, wife, mom of seven, and closet creative, creator of The Deliberate Day Journal and The Deliberate Start, and lover of all things organization and planning. And I'm Tiffany from DoraJane.com. I'm a wife, a caregiver to my wounded warrior, and a mom of five, and I am a lover of possibilities. With our 33 years of combined experience, we're shining light on the dirty side of momming. So today we're going to talk about goals, and I would like to start by telling everyone that you should never, 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 ever, ever make a word of the year. (laughs) Because Tiffany has experience making words of the years that don't pan out. Okay, y'all, I'm just going to come out and say it. I am single-handedly responsible for the pandemic. It's my fault. I am so sorry. You don't have to look any further because... In probably December of 2019, Mm -hmm. Brittany and I were at coffee. And what did I tell you, Brittany? You sat down and you told me your theme for 2020 was going to be the Roaring Twenties. Oh my gosh, you guys. I did it. It was me. It was my fault. One word, mm -mm, ruined everything. Yeah, there was no Roaring Twenties. Actually, not at all. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of similar to the Roaring Twenties if you look at it. (laughs) You kind of nailed it. Like war. Uh, oh, my goodness. It, I clearly didn't learn my lesson, and I decided that I would make a word of the year because everyone makes a word of the year. So I was like, all right, 2020 is over. 2021 is coming. Let's let's do this. I just watched Wonder Woman on Christmas Day, <laughs> and I was like, heroic. That's going to be my word for 2021. Now, see, I had learned by now from the Roaring Twenties to be not so specific and maybe more careful with your word of the year. So I chose freedom. I felt like that was a pretty safe bet. I didn't realize it meant like freedom from finances, freedom from control, and not in the good way. Um, freedom from so many things that I wasn't expecting to have freedom from. <laughs> freedom from your choices. Yes. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and I also did not expect that choosing a word like heroic would mean that 2021 would be my like opportunity to prove how heroic I absolutely could be. And it was, oh man, y'all, 2021, it was a year. We all survived it. If you're listening to this, you survived it too. It's kind of akin to praying for patience where you pray for patience and then instead of being just given this wealth of patience, you're basically just given a wealth of opportunity for patience. I feel like picking the word of the year is probably setting yourself up for the same kind of deal. That is so true. I'm pretty sure that my prayers for patience led to me having four boys Mm. in succession. So the the moral of the story here, though, is just be careful what you choose for your theme for the year. And uh, now when I make grand statements, <laughs> Brittany's always like, ah, oh, do you want to say that? that? That might not be a good idea. If you're going to get on the bandwagon with the whole word of the year thing, we ask you just to, I don't know, choose with caution, maybe. I mean, you know, be inspired, but cautiously inspired. I, for one, I'm taking a stand. No more words of the year. Mm-mm. No. No way. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Instead, I'm replacing them with goals. I think that's a good plan. I think replacing your words of the year with goals is important. And that's what we're going to talk about today. 
Where do we start, Brittany, when, when you think about goals and just this big idea of goals, what comes to your mind first? My why. Honestly, I, I think, why do I want these goals? Where are they going to take me? Uh, why do they matter? And this is why your why is different than a word. You know, the word freedom that I had, it didn't encompass everything that I wanted. It didn't encompass my why. My true why was kind of taking it back to who do I want to be? What's the cathedral I'm building? What is the big picture I'm working towards? What do I want to be remembered for when I'm 80 years old? Are all of these goals pointing towards that one North Star that I'm working towards? And what is the reason I'm working towards that North Star? I think for most of us with children, it's because of our children and our families, our husbands. It's because of our contributions to the world. You have a quote by Gail Hyatt. I do. She actually, I heard this through Father Mike Schmitz, who is a favorite of mine. He said, people lose their way when they lose their why. So one really important thing as you're, even when you sit down to think about your goals, Let's say you have decided that this year you want to lose weight. Well, it would be a really good thing before you start and you start working towards that goal to think about why do you want to lose weight? Why are you trying to do what you're trying to do? Because a lot of times I think we can adopt goals that aren't necessarily goals that we want for us. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they can be goals that we think we're supposed to do or that other people might want for us. So when you, when you have your why, when you have your legacy, which Laura Casey talks about, when, when you have your big picture, it lets you do a couple things. But the most important is that it helps you to figure out what your priorities, priorities are. Yeah, your big picture. It's the innate and, and true order of your priorities. It's looking at the big picture and narrowing them down to what are the priorities in my life. Once you have those narrowed down or when you sit down and kind of work through those and write those out, you'll find, maybe, we have found that those priorities really become the relationships that you have in your life. It's those important people when you start to think about who you love, who are you loving, and how you shared what you love with the other people around you. Yeah, absolutely. My priorities, uh, my list of priorities this year are thriving spiritually, mentally, and physically. So kind of taking into account my relationship with God first and foremost. Next is my marriage, then my children and our family. Fourth is homeschooling because raising good adults and homeschooling them well, not just in book education, but in life experience and kindness and respect, that's a really high priority for us. Next would be our business because that allows our family to have financial freedom, It allows our family to travel and to go after some of the other things that we also value. Six is learning, growing, and experiencing. I love growing and experiencing new things. We took our kids on a 5,000-mile-plus road trip last year, last summer, and it was one of the best experiences of our lives. It was incredible. So experiences are way up there for us. Seven is making our house a home, making it a place that our children are happy and comfortable and safe, making sure that not just that rooms are nicely decorated or painted well, but that there's comfort to be found when you visit our home or when you live in our home. Eight would be our financial freedom. That's really important to us because we'd like to eventually get to the point where my husband can quit and we can have more freedom to work from home and to be with our kids. I think those those are fantastic, and I think it's really important to have a list like that 
I would say that ours are are pretty similar. Just for larger categories, I always try to start out with the spiritual wellness for my family and for myself. I think it's important to to really work on your relationship with God first on your own and then with all the people around you. I have always kind of kept my health, my mental and physical health as my second category because if I can't take care of me or if I'm not 100%, it's really difficult for me to take care of my husband or take care of my children. And I just read in the book Essentialism, they call it protecting the asset. And I've been giving Brittany a hard time about this too, but you you are an asset. If you're a mom in a home, then you need to make sure that you're minding your health. Are you getting enough rest? Huh, what mom gets enough rest? That's not a <laughs> rest, thing. Rest, what is that? You know, um, third, I have marriage. It's really important for me to keep Kevin at the top of my list all the time because our relationship is the one that all the other ones flow through. So when we're good, then everything else is is good. And that's a, a top priority for me. Uh, the family and kids, I want us to make memories. We have 12 months left. We have 12 calendar months before one of my children moves away in the following year and goes to college. And so this is a really different time for me. Mm-hmm. But I want to make, yeah, Crazy. that I, this, what? this child, <laughs> when he was a baby who I prayed for the end of that first year so I could actually sleep and just finally get some rest and he's going to grow up and he's going to move off next year. Then homeschool, obviously I homeschool my three youngest kids. That's on my list. I want to teach them things and learn things with them. <laughs> More of it is learning things with them. And then our business right? I want to really work with Brittany this year and we're working together and building something for both of our families. And that's really important to me. And then our finances and our home, I want a home where people feel welcome and happy and where there's evidence of our adventures and our misadventures on the walls, you know? Yeah. And finally, friends and recreation. We're a military family. We don't live very close to a lot of our family. We're very thankful to have one of our grandparents here, but we have friends who are family. And so making memories with those people and also making memories with my brothers and their families and my husband's siblings and their families, that's really important to us. So in short or in long, your why is your big picture. Your why is, like we said, this innate and true order of your priorities. We've shared some of our priorities with you. They give you a good jumping off point if you want to make a list of your own priorities. And Most of our whys, like we said, really come down to the relationships, the people in our lives that matter so much. That includes us. Don't forget to include yourself in those priorities and make room for your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health, your relationship health. Now that we've talked about whys, what should people's goals be? Ooh, okay. I have a definitive list of 10 things that your goals should be right here. And I'm going to start. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, you know, we, we cannot tell you exactly what your goals should be. And you really have to be the one who orders these goals according to your priorities. I will even tell you, Brittany, are your priorities and my priorities the same? No, they're not. Not at all. Your kids always are dressed very nicely. I'm happy when my children have clothes on when they leave the house, you know, and and you will find that maybe 
maybe you have a really good friend whose priorities are totally different than yours. And that's okay. That's okay. That's really good, actually. Because you can balance each other out. Your goal should be based on your priorities and what you value. So priorities are built on your why and your goals are built off of your priorities. Your priorities are taking into account, like, what are your values? What are your relationships? Your goals are going to be based on that. Tiffany, I know you have already started your goal planning for 2022. So share with us some of your goals. Okay. So I did. I was telling Brittany on the way here, uh, I have started my goal planning. And let's just take my spiritual goal, for example. This year, this last year in 2021, I made it a goal of mine to listen to the Bible in a Year podcast every day with Father Mike Schmitz. He's one of my favorite priests in the world, and I really enjoy listening to him. I have never read through the Bible, and I really wanted to make that something that I did this last year, and I did that. And so this year, I thought it went so well last year. This year, actually, I have a goal of listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, but this year I'm not going to do laundry and dishes while I do that. I'm actually going to sit down at the table and read through the Bible while I listen to it because I found such great value in that experience last year. Because, I mean, I can't even tell you, I will go to Mass now and I will hear the readings for the day. And when they say a name, which they quite often refer back to things that happen in the Old Testament, when they say a name, I can be like, oh, hey, I know that guy. I've heard of that guy before. (laughs) And so... I want more of that. And so that is one of my big goals for this year. Have you, I know, Brittany, you actually are going to do something really cool with your husband. Actually, we are recording this the day before my special date. So my husband and I are actually going to go on a special date and we're going to do our goal planning for the year. Last year, I kind of invited him in to our goal planning and It was kind of magical, not to sound too goofy, but it was really kind of magical. Our goals that I had originally thought of in my mind shifted and became goals for our family and goals steeped in who we are together. And that was really powerful. One of those was our big 5,000 plus mile road trip. We accomplished that because we took time to decide together that that's something we wanted to reach for and we made it happen. We renovated one of our bathrooms together. That was actually two of them. Those were huge projects that we poured time, money, and mental energy and physical energy into. Oh my gosh, you guys, you have to see this bathroom. Her bathroom on her main floor, I sit in there and I look up (laughs) at the beautiful ceiling that she put in because it is amazing. No joke, it's shiplap and it just, it makes me so happy when I see it. It is beautiful. I don't have any other space in my house that has gorgeous ceilings. We have popcorn ceilings. But in this bathroom, he and I went in and we put shiplap on the ceiling. We put crown molding around the whole entire thing. And it looks like HGTV came and left a gift in my hallway. It is so pretty. (laughs) It's one of my favorite places in the house now. (laughs) Motherhood is, as you know, a full-time job 10 times over. I was talking to Lisa Canning, and she said that it's important for us to find space in the margins, that the margins are there, but we just have to look for the space. This is also true, I bring it up, because when we're planning our goals, especially as moms, it can feel like 
our day in and day out is so mundane or so consistently overwhelming or mentally exhausting that we don't have space or time or room for goals. That is false, y'all. That is false. If you have time to make yourself a cup of coffee in the morning or you have time to mind melt over Reels or Facebook or whatever your buffering tendency is, you have time to plan. You have time to do It's just reordering your focus and really, really paying attention to your priorities. So for me, it was to quit making excuses and to say, yes, I do have time for a business and I'm going to build it in the margins with my husband and with my dear friend. Well, and I think that's a really good goal. And that circles back around quite nicely to your date tomorrow. Yes. Where you will talk about your goals again for the next year. And I think so many of us... I know I've been guilty of this for years, and maybe it's because we kind of have a hesitation. Perhaps our husbands maybe don't want to be involved, or maybe they're not as gung-ho about being so thoughtful about what exactly we're going to do in the next year. But I really think it's important to include these people who have basically committed their lives to us, and we've committed our lives to them. So... I think that the practice of involving your husband somehow in your goal planning, in what you're planning for your family is really important. And I love that you guys do that. Thank you. What should your goals be? They should be ordered based on your priorities. We've given you a few examples of ours. Take that, run with it, work with your husbands, figure out what you want your goals to be. We recommend no more than eight because our tendency is to overwhelm ourselves feel overwhelmed, and give up. Base your goals on what you have the ability or the control to achieve and what is within your circle of influence, right? Oh, my goodness. This is so important. So making a goal that you are going to have the best, most well-behaved children in the entire world by the end of the year is lovely. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) That's wonderful. Good luck. I hope that works out for you. But the problem is that your children are human and quite often their goals don't align with yours. And so that would be an example of a goal that's not something that you really have control over, right? It's not in your circle of influence. Yeah, it's out of your circle of influence. But maybe making a goal of spending more time with your children in a positive way, instructing them, If we want to grow humans who are thoughtful and respectful, the best way to do that is to have them with you and be thoughtful and respectful to other people and then maybe talk to them about that. You know, when you're in line at Wendy's, let's say you go to Wendy's and the people are standing there ignoring you, you can always say, you know, maybe they're really busy. I don't need to be rude to them because they're busy or maybe they're having a bad day. Or when you get a job someday, maybe you want to make sure that you're serving customers in a different way. But all of those different things are within your control. However, how your children behave is not always one of them. Mm-hmm. So that that's just one example, basically, of, of choosing a goal that's in your, in your circle of influence. All right. So let's talk about the how. How... Do you set these goals and start achieving them? 
and I know the perfect thing, but I want Brittany to tell you all about it. So we have a resource on our website. It's called The Deliberate Start. It is a resource and guide that's going to take you through reflecting on the journey you've been on so far, what you want in the future. This is kind of building your why and your priority list. And then it's going to walk you through building out your big goals. Because with goals, we actually want to work backwards. It sounds odd, but Tiffany, what does it mean to work backwards with your goals? So you want to start out with your big pie-in-the-sky goal. Like, let's say I want to I want to lose 20 pounds, right? 20 pounds. I have 20 pounds left to lose, right? And so if if losing that last 20 pounds is my big goal, then I need to work backwards and figure out, okay, well, what is a reasonable amount that I want to lose every month? What's a reasonable amount of weight that I could lose every month? I would say one to two pounds. Aim low, go slow. That's my, <laughs> that's how I work, okay? So if, if my big goal is to lose 20 pounds, then I want to make a monthly goal, which would be one of my mini goals. That would be to lose one to two pounds a month. And then you want to break those mini goals down a little bit further into the action items, Your action items are going to be your day-to-day or week-to-week items. If you're trying to lose weight, maybe it's uh, this first week I'm going to cut out carbs. Or maybe it's I'm going to drink more water. Maybe it's I'm going to start that class and I'm going to start exercising this week. I'm going to take on this. Or I'm going to create a new habit of running in the morning. Yeah. So those, those little action steps are the things that you can do each week or each day that ultimately those are the things that are going to help you lose those two pounds that is your mini goal. And those two pounds are going to get you to that big goal of losing that 20 pounds. That's right. And so we actually are going to talk about this a little bit more next week when we talk about habits and how your, your action steps can actually turn into habits. I think also something that you should keep in mind when you're writing down these goals is that Right now, in January of 2022, we don't know what this year is going to bring. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You have no idea what 2022 brings. And especially after the last two years, I know that that can be kind of a frightening, anxiety-inducing thing for some people. But Brittany has a really good story about how she didn't know what 2021 was going to bring. But what happened when you wrote down those goals, Brittany? Gosh, when I wrote them down, we actually achieved a lot more than I thought we were going to. I started the year last year, and I wrote down my priorities. I wrote down my goals. And it wasn't until just this last week that Brandon and I sat down, and I said, hey, do you want to go through our goals from this last year and just take a look at them? I was thinking about them, and I thought, wow, we've really kind of achieved a few of them, haven't we? It totally blew me out of the water how many we had actually achieved. This was our first year goal planning last year. It was our first year goal planning together. We had maybe little things that we've thought about working towards together or just scattered thoughts like, oh, we need to redo this part of the house or, oh, we need to clean out the garage. Nailing down the goals without ever knowing how the year would play out, not only did we hit so many of those goals and miss others, we hit goals that weren't even on our radar at the beginning of the year because when you're working towards the big picture and everything you do points to that, then all these steps start to build on each other and they start to bring that big picture about in ways that you didn't even expect. And it also makes some goals even easier to reach because they layer on top of each other. 
I think, too, that as you're working through this resource that we have and as you're doing these things, keep in mind that you really have to be flexible, right? So sometimes you'll know what your big goal is, but you may not know exactly how you're going to get there. And that's okay. You write down to the best of your ability what you think is going to get you there, and then you reassess. You're constantly reassessing. That's the beautiful thing, that you're creative and you can think of new ways. And when things come up, you pivot. Sometimes you might change your goal altogether. But the beautiful thing is having it written down so that you have a good starting point. And with things like this written down, you're going to go so much further than you ever would have if you would have just left all of these things in your head. So we want you to go to the DeliberateDayJournal.com. You can click the link in the show notes or you can just go to DeliberateDayJournal.com. There you're going to find a link to download and print the free Deliberate Start resource that we created. It's going to take you through a reflection of your journey so far. It's going to help you build your why. And in turn, it's going to help guide you into building goals that are manageable and achievable and possible for this year. Okay, and here's what I want you to do. Because community is so important and goals are fun, but goals are way more fun when you have a good friend or your spouse on your team as your cheerleader. I want you to get that link. If you're doing this with your spouse, they probably don't need the link. But if you're doing this with a friend, send your very best friend a link. Call them or text them and make a coffee date now and treat that date like it is the most important thing in the world, whether it's with your friend or with your spouse, and get together with them and talk about your goals together. Maybe they're the same. Maybe you have different goals. You have the ability to cheer one another on. And that is so important because having someone in your corner all year long is such an amazing experience. And if that can be a friend for you, if that can be a spouse for you, it is such a gift. We would like to ask you to please go to your favorite place that you listen to our podcast, either Apple or Spotify, and go ahead and rate us. If you found value, please give us a rating and let us know how we're doing because that helps us to reach more moms and more women. And that is all we want to do is help you all out. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dirty Moms Talk podcast. And here's the thing. We can share our wisdom. We can share our ideas, but we're not experts. And we have a lot to learn still, too. So we would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, things that you have done. So maybe we can incorporate those into our lives. So if you could send us either a comment on this podcast Go to Dirty Moms Talk on Facebook or Instagram. Tag us in a post. We would love to hear your thoughts and hear any ideas that you might have to add. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay. Or. Okay. Okay. Final take. Do you want to start over from the beginning? Sure, or do you, why not? Okay, okay. Let's just start over. Okay. But you have the ability to, choo- to choose. <laughs> oh, okay. 